0: This is Music History Today, the In Memoriam Podcast Part 2 on this podcast. It's Part 2 of our tribute to all of the music industry artists who passed away in 2020. A couple pieces of podcast business to get out of the way before we begin. The first is that I am now doing both free and paid podcasts. I will explain. As for the free podcasts that you will still find on whatever podcasting platform that you're listening to me on, I will still be doing the daily music history today for whatever date that is. January 10th, 11th, whichever podcast date that is. That is 365 days a year. 366 if it's a leap year. Hello 2024 when that'll happen again. I will also still be doing the weekly edition podcast and the EDM podcast for free. You can find them on, again, whatever you're listening to me on right at this moment. There will also be a free Friday podcast that I will post every Friday, which will be a Podcast Highlights podcast where I take some segments from the past week's podcasts along with giving a preview of some upcoming podcasts. Those will all still be for free on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, all that fun stuff. Now for the paid part. I have started a Patreon page where I have a couple of tiers at the moment, may end up doing some more down the road. Tier 1 gives you the Music History Today daily podcast, the full versions of the weekly edition podcasts, and also the EDM podcast, along with a minimum of four extra podcasts per month. Those podcasts on that tier will be the Top Albums Podcast, the Top Singles Podcast, and the Top Dance Songs Podcast. Along with the Music Halls of Fame Podcast that I used to put out for free that dropped every Thursday, it will now be moving to this tier and will also be a monthly podcast, no longer a weekly one. This tier will cost $5 U.S. per month. There may also be another special podcast added for that tier. It depends on the month, but those four podcasts are guaranteed each month. That's a minimum of 10 podcasts per week, with two podcasts dropping every Monday through Wednesday, technically. For Tier 2... You will get the Music History Today daily podcast, the full versions of the weekly edition podcast and the EDM podcast, along with all that paid podcast stuff that I just said on tier one, along with a minimum of at least four additional podcasts per month. That tier is $10 per month. The additional podcasts on that tier are the Top Dance Songs by Decade podcast, the Award Show History podcast, and the Music and Concert Venues podcast. I am also going to be adding another monthly podcast to that tier called Music's WTF Moments podcast, where I look at some of the most controversial, sad, and strangest moments in music history. The Music History Today In-Depth podcast will be added to that tier as well and will still be a weekly podcast for that one. Much like Tier 1, it all depends on the month, but those podcasts are guaranteed each month for Tier 2 only. That's a minimum of 12 podcasts a week, with two podcasts dropping every Monday through Friday for most weeks. As far as OnlyFans go, that will become a $10 per month subscription, which will have the Tier 2 podcast, pretty much everything that I just said, will show up on OnlyFans for $10 per month. I will post the links to all of that in the show notes below. 2020 was a devastating year for the music industry in more ways than one. Along with the financial devastation that it left with clubs, theaters, and concert venues closing, it also stopped tours and festivals from going forward. Over 3 million people passed away. This year's In Memoriam podcast is actually so long that that it needed to be split up into three different sections, one for COVID-related deaths and two for virtually everything else. On the Monday, January 4th edition of the Music History Today, the weekly edition podcast, we paid tribute to those we lost in 2020 to the COVID-19 pandemic. With this particular podcast and part one, which was posted on Wednesday, January 6th, we pay tribute to those who we lost through means other than the pandemic. And there were a lot of them. So many that this podcast will probably be as long as part one was, which I believe ran over an hour. Also, Please note that the names are mainly listed by the month that they passed away in, not by their importance to music. Although, to be honest, a few of the artists will get bigger tributes than others because, well, they're kind of big. Starting off this time around with Mitch Slater. Mitch was a pioneer of the modern concert business promotion industry and was co-founder of Del Slater Presents. Mitch passed away after an extended illness. Mitch Slater was 59. Rest in peace to Tim Smith. Tim was the lead singer of the British rock band The Cardiacs, whose style helped to influence bands like Faith No More and Radiohead. Tim's cause of death was not announced Tim Smith, was 59 as well. Rest in peace to Emmett Rhodes. Emmett was a 1970s singer-songwriter who was in the group The Merry-Go-Round before leaving to have a solo career. His 1970 self-titled debut solo album is considered by some as one of the greatest albums of the 1970s. Emmett's cause of death was not announced. However, it does appear that he passed away in his sleep. Emmett Rhodes was 70. Rest in peace to El Dani. Daniel Munoz Borrego, as was his real name, was part of the Cuban duo Yomil and El Dani, who combined trap music with dembo and reggaeton. El Dani's cause of death was not announced, but El Dani was 31. Rest in peace to Peter Green. Peter was the guitarist who replaced Eric Clapton in the band John Mayle and the the Blues Breakers. He decided to form a new band and eventually took drummer Mick Fleetwood and bass player John McVie, who were in the Blues Breakers with him, added guitarist Jeremy Spencer with bassist Bob Brunning joining in for a few gigs. Together, they were the original lineup of Fleetwood Mac. Peter left in 1970 in order to deal with drug issues while the band made some more lineup changes and in less than a decade later they became the supergroup that everybody now knows uh, them as as of this moment. Peter passed away peacefully in his sleep. Peter Green was 73. Rest in peace to Norman Soares. Norman was a DJ and also founder of Dance Fair, a Netherlands music conference. Last June, he announced that that year's conference was going to be held virtually. In his honor, they did hold it. No cause of death was announced, nor was his age. His his passing was actually announced by DJ Laidback Luke. Rest in peace to Denise Johnson. Denise was part of the Madchester art scene in the 1980s in Manchester, England. She started as a vocalist for the group Maze, then sang with Primal Scream. She also worked with the Pet Shop Boys and Bernard Sumner. Denise passed away after an illness. Denise Johnson was 56. Rest in peace to rapper Malik B. Malik was one of the co-founders of the legendary Why the Hell Are They Not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet band The Roots. Malik was on the band's first four albums, then left the band due to drug issues, although he showed up on a few different tracks over the years. The Cause of Death was not announced. Malik B. was 47. Rest in peace to Bennett Glotzer. Bennett was the manager for such greats as Janis Joplin, the band, Procol Harum, and Frank Zappa. Bennett passed away from complications from heart disease. Bennett Glotzer was 86. Rest in peace to Chicago drill rapper FBG Duck. FBG Duck, whose real name was Carlton Weekly and whose most famous song was Chicago's Legends, was shot multiple times when he and two other men were ambushed while driving in Chicago's upper-class Gold Coast neighborhood during the late afternoon on August 4th. FBG Duck was 26. Rest in Peace to Wayne Fontana Wayne and his group, the Mindbenders, rode the British invasion wave of the 1960s, having the big hit, The Game of Love. Wayne's cause of death was not announced. Wayne Fontana was 74. Rest in peace to Jim Delahant. Jim was the A&R director of Atlantic Records and started out at Hit Parader magazine. Jim passed away from complications from a stroke and heart failure, Jim Delahant was 80. Rest in peace to Steve Holland. Steve was the founding guitarist of the southern rock band Molly Hatchet, then went on to form another band called Gator Country. Steve passed away after a lengthy illness. Steve Holland was 66. Rest in peace to Tony Costanza. Tony was the drummer of the metal and punk bands Machine Head and Crowbar. Tony's cause of death was not announced. Tony Costanza was 52. Rest in peace to Alan Peters. Alan was the basis for the 80s hardcore band Agnostic Front and played on their third album, Liberty and Justice 4. Neither. Uh, neither, I should say. Alan's cause of death nor his age were announced. And rest in peace to Martin Birch. Martin was a record producer who worked on albums for, among others, Whitesnake, Black Sabbath, and Iron Maiden. Martin's cause of death was not announced. Martin Birch was 71. Rest in peace to Dimitri DeWitt. Dimitri was a DJ in the 1980s. Eventually, he segued into DJ management, where he became Tiesto's manager for a number of years. Dimitri passed away from pancreatic cancer. Dimitri DeWitt was 51. Rest in peace to Dave Shelton. Dave was a major Chicago promoter. He was also the co-founder of the Chicago club Medusa back in the late 1980s. Dave passed away from natural causes. Dave Shelton was 64. Rest in peace to Frankie Benelli. Frankie was the drummer of the 80s band Quiet Riot, whose biggest hits were Come On, Feel the Noise, Bang Your Head, Metal Health, and Mama, We're All Crazy Now. Frankie passed away from pancreatic cancer. Frankie Benelli was 68. Rest in Peace to Jack Sherman. Jack was one of the guitarists in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He replaced original guitarist Hillel Slovak, who passed away from a drug overdose in 1983. Jack co-wrote a lot of the songs on the album Freaky Styley* and also played on the group's first album. Jack's cause of death was not disclosed. Jack Sherman was 64. Rest in peace to Quinn Coleman. Quinn was a major label executive for Capitol Records and a DJ, and he was also the son of Deborah Lee, who ran BET for a few years. Quinn's cause of death was not released. Quinn Coleman was 31. Rest in peace to Kimberly Kennedy. Kimberly was an audio engineer working with, among others, Sean Combs. He also managed recording studios, or she also managed recording studios, like Trent Reznor's Nothing Studios and The Record Plant. She was also a tour manager for artists like Alice in Chains, Carole King, and more. Kimberly's cause of death was not announced. Kimberly Kennedy was 52. Rest in peace to Todd Nance. Todd was a founding drummer of the jam band Widespread Panic. Todd passed away from complications of chronic disease. Todd Nance was 57. Rest in peace to Walter Lurie. Walter was co-founder of the punk rock pioneering band Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, who put out the 1977 album LAMF. Walter passed away from liver and lung cancer. Walter Lurie was 71. Rest in peace to Justin Towns' Earl. Justin was an extremely well-respected singer-songwriter who wrote and recorded blues, gospel, Americana, and bluegrass albums. The son of alternative country superstar Steve Earle, his songs, such as Harlem River Blues and Mama's Eyes, have been called pretty for their melodic nature and at times brutally painful lyrics about love, loss, and addiction. Justin passed away from a drug overdose. Justin Towns' Earl was 38. Rest in peace to Ricky Gale. Ricky was the frontman for the Texas Thrash Metal Band Power Trip. Ricky's cause of death was not announced. Ricky Gale was 35. Rest in peace to Mike Noga. Mike was the former drummer of the Australian alternative indie band The Drones. Mike's cause of death was not announced either. Mike Noga was 42. And rest in peace to Chadwick Bozeman. Chadwick played many iconic real and fictional characters, including Justice Thurgood Marshall, baseball player Jackie Robinson, and, of course, Black Panther. His musical connection to this podcast is that he played James Brown in the 2014 movie Get On Up. What's amazing is that after Chadwick was told that he had colon cancer, he still managed to complete 11 movie projects, including the four Marvel movies he was in, all while fighting cancer and doing chemotherapy. Also, he did it all while doing grueling movie promo tours and while continuously being bullied online for his thin appearance as the years went on. Never ever make fun of anyone if you don't know the battles that they are fighting. Chadwick Boseman Black Panther, was 43 years old. Continuing on, rest in peace to now disgraced DJ Eric Morello. Eric was one of the Biggest house DJs and producers of the 1990s. His big hit was under his alias Real to Real. If you have seen the movie Madagascar, then you no doubt know the song I Like to Move It Move It. Eric was found dead in his residence. Cause of death was an overdose of ketamine. Eric was scheduled to appear in court the Friday after he actually had passed away, which led some people to believe that maybe that overdose was more of a suicide attempt rather than an accidental overdose. After his death, 10 women came forward with allegations of Eric having sexually assaulted or sexually harassing or attempting to rape them. That, incidentally, was why he was scheduled to be in court that Friday on sexual assault charges after having been arrested only a couple weeks before. Eric Morello was 49 years old. Rest in peace to Bobby Engel. Bobby was president and owner of talent booking agency Variety Artists International. No cause of death was announced. Bobby Engel was 73. Rest in peace to Faluke. Falouk, real name Denver Smith, was a popular reggae singer and percussionist. Faluke passed away from stage four colon cancer. Feluke's age was not disclosed. Rest in peace to Simeon Cox. Simeon was an electronic music pioneer and co-founder of the group Silver Apples, which was one of the pioneering groups in EDM. Simeon's cause of death was not announced. Simeon Cox was 82. Rest in peace to Ronald Calise Bell. Ronald was the co-founder of the group Cool in the Gang and wrote some of their biggest hits, including Celebration, Jungle Boogie, and Cherish the cause of death was not released. Ronald Calise Bell was 68. Rest in peace to Wade Allison. Wade was the guitarist for the hardcore Texas metal band Iron Age. Among the bands that Iron Age influenced was Power Trip, whose lead singer Riley Gale passed away actually earlier in 2020 at the age of 34. Wade's cause of death, though, was not announced, nor was his age. Rest in peace to Edna Wright. Edna was the lead singer of the girl group The Cones, who had the number one smash hit with the song Want Ads. Edna was also the sister of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee Darlene Love. The cause of death was not announced. Edna Wright was 76. Rest in peace to Stanley Crouch. Stanley was a legendary jazz drummer, founder of what ended up being jazz at Lincoln Center, and was one of the mentors to Wynton Marsalis and many others. Stanley was also a jazz critic, columnist, and author. No cause of death was announced, although he had been in hospice care following a stroke. Stanley Crouch was 74. Rest in peace to Lee Kirkslake. Lee was the drummer for Ozzy Osbourne's first two solo albums, as well as being the drummer for the band Uriah Heep. Lee passed away from prostate cancer. Lee Kirkslake was 73. And rest in peace to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth, of course, was a justice on the United States Supreme Court and, quite honestly, was a badass. The musical connection... Well, her nickname, of course. The Notorious RBG, a take on Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. Notorious B.I.G., and now Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Notorious RBG, passed away from pancreatic cancer at the age of 87. Continuing on, rest in peace to Helen Reddy. Helen was a popular singer in the 1970s with her biggest hits being Delta Dawn, Angie Baby, and her signature song, the feminist anthem, I Am Woman. Helen's cause of death was not announced. Helen Reddy was 78. Rest in peace to Mac Davis. Mac was one of... Elvis's songwriters who wrote the song In the Ghetto and Memories. He then went on to have a great solo career with hits like Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me. He also had a TV variety show and appeared in films and on other TV shows. Mac passed away from an illness after having heart surgery. Mac Davis was also, like Helen Reddy, 78 years old and also both passed away On the same day. Rest in peace to William E. McEwen. William was the producer and manager for the nitty-gritty dirt band. He was also the manager for Steve Martin and produced his first four comedy albums. Cause of Death was not announced. William E. McEwen was 79. Rest in peace to Michael Zucker. Michael was the founder of the Final Sessions record label. He was also a DJ and producer. Cause of death and age were not announced. Rest in peace to DJ Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster, whose real name was Tony Cook, was big on the UK bass scene and played at some of the biggest festivals in the world. Cause of death was not announced, but DJ Cookie Monster was 31. Rest in peace to Johnny Nash. Johnny was best known for his hit song, I Can See Clearly Now. That's the song that usually gets played during an eyeglass commercial. Johnny Nash was 80 years old. Rest in peace to Edward Bunny Lee. Bunny was a reggae and dub music producer. His cause of death was not announced. However, he was known to have been suffering from kidney problems. Bunny Lee was 79. And rest in peace to one of the greatest guitarists to ever live. To tell the story of Eddie Van Halen, you have to tell the story of his band, Van Halen, for they are, of course, inseparable. The band Van Halen changed the game in a few ways. First, they were a California hair band before there was such a thing as a hair band, Second, their guitarist, Eddie Van Halen, at that point during their heyday, excited the music community like no other guitarist since Jimi Hendrix. Eddie is considered one of the greatest guitarists of all time. The band itself has four chapters. Chapter 1 started in California. Eddie and his brother, drummer Alex Van Halen, started a band in the mid-1960s called the Broken Crumbs. It was originally Eddie on drums and Alex on guitar, but Alex liked the drums more, so they switched instruments, thus changing guitar history forever. They got popular on the local front, changed their name to the Trojan Rubber Company, because why not, then broke up. In 1972, they formed another band and called it Genesis, even though there was another more famous band at the time called Genesis, but, you know, details. They eventually changed their name to Mammoth before settling in on Van Halen. Mark Stone, who also passed away in 2020, played bass guitar but was soon replaced by a local guy who played in the band Snake called Michael Anthony. Mark Stone we will discuss in a little while. Van Halen were renting a sound system from a guy who they auditioned for lead singer at one point but didn't pass the initial audition. Later, they figured it was probably just much better if they just let the guy sing, because then they wouldn't have to rent the sound system from him, thus saving them a ton of money. That guy, by the way, was lead singer David Lee Roth. The band played gigs in the Los Angeles area, and especially on the famed Sunset Strip Clubs. They first were noticed by Gene Simmons of KISS, who tried to get them signed, but was told that the band would never make it. Lesson to you kids out there to never listen to anybody tell you that you will never make it. In 1977, they were signed to Warner Brothers Records after a couple of Warner execs went to see the band perform at the Starwood Club in Hollywood. From their debut self-titled album to their sixth album, 1984, the band solidified its spot in rock history. With the showmanship of Diamond Dave, the virtuosity of Eddie's guitar, Michael's pounding bass, and Alex's thundering drums, the band cranked out hits like Jump, Running With the Devil, Everybody Wants Some, Ice Cream Man, Panama, and many more. Their live performances became legendary. I actually saw them twice. Their problems started around their third album, as Eddie wanted to move away from the Good time songs and do more meaningful work. The group also started using more synthesizers, especially on the album 1984. Eddie did the now-famous guitar solo on Michael Jackson's smash hit song Beat It from the Thriller album. David went off and did Vegas-style music with a kitschy remake of California Girls and I Ain't Got Nobody mixed with Just a Gigolo. Finally, things came to a full boil, and David was out of the band. He went on to find his own guitar virtuoso in the legendary guitarist Steve Vai, and together they put out a couple of hit solo albums like Yankee Rose. And that was the end of the band. More at least, chapter one. Normally, a band losing a popular lead singer would kill any normal band, but the band had another chapter when the Red Rocker Sammy Hagar came on board. That was after Daryl Hall of Hall and & Oates and Patty Smythe of the band Scandal both turned down the lead singer spot. Sammy already had a successful solo career going at the time, with hits like I Can't Drive 55, Where Eagles Fly, and Three Lockbox. The band didn't miss a beat with Sammy. Sammy's first album with the band was the 1986 album 5150, which had huge hits like Why Can't This Be Love, Dreams, and Love Walks In. The group then followed that up with OU812 with the hits When It's Love and Finish What You Started. I actually saw them perform during this tour. It was one of the best concerts I'd ever been to. Their next album was For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge with the hits Pound Cake and Right Now. The 1995 album Balance finished off the Sammy Hagar chapter, but before then... All of the other Hagar albums were huge hits, winning awards and selling millions of records. Hagar abruptly left the group in 1996. Hagar would later say that Eddie's personal problems were a big reason as Eddie was continuously fighting alcoholism. David came back briefly to record a couple of new tracks for a Greatest Hits album, and while there was talk at the time of a reunion... The infighting started again before anything else came of it, and that was that. Former Extreme lead singer Gary Sharon would enter the next chapter of the band, and together they put out the album Van Halen 3, which pretty much crashed and burned. That era lasted from 1996 to 1999. The band went on hiatus for a few years, but opened up a new chapter by bringing Sammy back for a reunion tour in 2003. That reunion was short-lived, as Eddie's alcoholism had gotten way out of control at that point, according to recent interviews that Sammy has given. Michael Anthony was abruptly fired in 2006 and replaced on bass by Eddie's son Wolfgang. At that point, guess who showed up for another chapter? Yep, David Lee Roth. And who had been back with the band right up until 2015. While there was a very recent meeting with all of the current and former members of the band, a.k.a. Sammy and Michael, not Gary, they decided that the chapter of the band affectionately called Van Hagar by the fans wouldn't happen. The last lineup was Eddie, Alex, David, and Wolfgang. When the band was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the only members who showed up to accept the award were the two members no longer in the band at that time, Sammy and Michael, who started a band called Chicken Foot, which then became a new band called The Circle. Sammy has still has his own clubs called the Cabo Wabo Clubs and his own music interview show on Axis TV. The band trudged on until October 2015. No one outside their circle knew it at the time, but Eddie's declining health killed touring and other reunion plans. Over the last five years, Eddie's health issues became worse. He had been battling cancer for a while with various hospitalizations and going back and forth to Germany for treatment. The cancer had recently also spread to his brain. He and Sammy did end up having a reconciliation early in 2020, although they were not talking about doing any sort of reunion. They were just rekindling their friendship, although Eddie was probably more than likely saying his goodbyes and making peace with his past. On October 6, 2020, Eddie Van Halen passed away from throat cancer. For Generation X, the loss of Eddie strikes right at our childhood. Before Eddie and Van Halen won, guitar was dominated by the blues style. Think guys like Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page. And then, Eddie and Van Halen came out with their debut album, which was one of the best debut albums of all time. On that album was the second track, Eruption, followed by a cover of the kink song, You Really Got Me. Eruption was Eddie's coming-out party, a guitar solo that was so technically precise in both its monstrosity and delicateness. No one had ever heard Eddie's anything like it before. It made an entire generation pick up a guitar. As huge a guitar hero Jimi Hendrix was and still is, Eddie was that huge a hero to Generation X. The phrase guitar hero transferred from Jimmy to Eddie. Many guitarists try to play like Eddie, but really no one can or ever will. This isn't to say that there aren't great guitarists out there, because there are. Joe Satriani and Steve Vai come to mind immediately. However, there's never going to be another Eddie Van Halen. There just isn't, because all the way up until the very end, Eddie loved to play the guitar. He always had a smile on his face and a sense of boyish charm, like a look of surprise that he was getting paid to fool around on the guitar in front of fans on stage. That, and that alone, is what separated him from a lot of other musicians who always look like they're laboring to get through their sets and not enjoying performing at all. Eddie's impact on the guitar and rock music is still immense. Rolling Stone magazine put him at number eight on their list of greatest guitarists. I would have put him higher just based on his influence on guitarists over the past 40 years. Quincy Jones always talks about how an artist has to have a signature. What he means is that in the first 15 seconds of a song, you should know whose song that is. It's why pop princesses and boy bands are so cookie cutter and interchangeable, and a lot of EDM and hip hop these days, for that matter. For Eddie, not only did he have a signature sound, he had a signature guitar. The arrow, quill shaped one with the red and white crisscross graphic design on it. It's as iconic as he is. Same with Eddie's guitar playing. You only need to hear his guitar for five seconds, and you automatically know who's playing it. Eddie was, simply put, an icon. A guitar god. Eddie Van Halen passed away from throat cancer. Eddie Van Halen was 65 years old. Continuing on, rest in peace to Jay Schwartzendruber. Jay was a Nashville publicist and a journalist who helped to get Christian music artists to help in the fight against HIV and AIDS. Jay passed away from a heart attack. Jay Schwartzendruber was 52. Rest in peace to Johnny Bush. Johnny was a country honky-tonk singer who wrote hits for other artists, along with his own hit songs. Johnny was Willie Nelson's lifelong friend and wrote the song Whiskey River, which became a hit for both Johnny and Willie, even becoming Willie's signature song. Johnny also had hit songs like You Gave Me a Mountain, What a Way to Live, and There Stands the Glass. Johnny's Cause of Death was not announced. Johnny Bush was 85. Rest in Peace to Stephen St. Dog Thronson. Stephen was a co-founder of the band Cottonmouth. Stephen's Cause of Death was not announced. Stephen St. Dog Thronson was 44. Rest in Peace to the aforementioned Mark Stone. Mark was a member of the bands Genesis, not that Genesis, and Mammoth. For those of you who did not listen earlier, those were the groups that were founded by the Van Halen brothers before they finally got the original lineup of Van Halen together. The Van Halen brothers named their little group Genesis at the time because they honestly didn't know that there was another group called Genesis. They changed it to Mammoth after finding out. Mark was booted out of the Van Halen brothers band because he was more interested at the time in pursuing his college education. His replacement was bassist Michael Anthony putting Mark into the Pete Best category of guys who either left or were booted out of a band just before the band became huge. Mark passed away after a long bout with cancer. Ironically, Eddie Van Halen passed away from the same thing only a couple weeks after Mark did. Mark Stones' age was not announced, but he had to have been in at least his mid-60s since he played with the Van Halen Brothers right up until 1974. Rest in peace to Bob Biggs. Bob was the co-founder of the punk rock indie label Slash Records. Slash launched the careers of bands such as The Germs and X. Bob passed away from Louis Body Dementia. Bob Biggs was 74. Rest in peace to Gordon Haskell. Gordon was the bassist for the progressive rock pioneers King Crimson. Gordon was on the albums Lizard and In the Wake of Poseidon. Gordon's cause of death was not announced. Gordon Haskell was 74. Rest in peace to Spencer Davis. As the namesake of the 60s band the Spencer Davis Group, the group had hits like Gimme Some Lovin' with Steve Winwood as its lead singer. Most people think that Spencer Davis was the lead singer on the Spencer Davis group. He was not. It was the legendary Steve Winwood. Spencer passed away from pneumonia. Not quite sure if that was COVID-related or not. Spencer Davis was 81. And rest in peace to Tony Lewis. Tony was the lead singer of the 80s power pop band The Outfield. The Outfield had a few hits right off the top from their debut album Play Deep. However, none were as big as their song that still gets played every day on classic rock stations, Your Love. Tony's cause of death was not announced. Tony Lewis was 62 years old. Continuing to pay respects to Jose Padilla. Jose was one of the legendary Ibiza DJs who started the Cafe Del Mar chill-out series back in the 1990s. Jose passed away from colon cancer. DJ Jose Padilla was 64. Rest in peace to Brian Trotter. Brian was a Virginia based rapper, also known as Kent Don't Stop. Trotter's body was discovered in the trunk of a car that was involved in a traffic accident. The driver of the vehicle, Robert Dupree Avery Coltrane, was arrested and charged with second degree murder and illegal transport of human remains. The autopsy showed that Trotter was shot multiple times. Brian Trotter was 25. Rest in peace to Billy Joe Shaver. Billy Joe was a country songwriter who wrote for Elvis, Waylon Jennings, and Willie Nelson. Billy Joe passed away after a long illness. Billy Joe Shaver was 81. Rest in peace to Brian Wayne Gallantine. Brian was a country music songwriter who wrote for Tommy Shane Steiner and Chris Cagle, among many others. Brian passed away from ALS. That's otherwise known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Brian Wayne Gallantine was 53. Rest in peace to Bishop Rance Allen. Rance was the leader of the famed gospel group, the Rance Allen Group. The group was the first gospel group to sign with Stax Records' Gospel Truth imprint. The group whose biggest hits included Do Your Will, Miracle Worker, I Belong to You, and Ain't No Need for Crying, was nominated for numerous Grammy Awards and was inducted into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame in 1998. Rance was also a bishop in the Church of God in Christ. Rance passed away while recovering from a medical procedure. Bishop Rance Allen was 71. Rest in peace to Benji Espinosa. Benji was the co-founder of DJ International Records, which was crucial to making Chicago house music into an international juggernaut. Benji's cause of death was not announced, nor was his age. Rest in peace to Chris Huggett. Chris was a British synthesizer designer who co-founded Electronic Dream Plant. EDP, as it's better known by, produced such popular synthesizers such as the Wasp, the Spider, and the Gnat. He also started a company called the Oxford Synthesizer Company, which produced the Oscar synthesizer. Over the years, Chris designed the Base Station 2, the Peak, and the Summit synthesizers. Chris passed away from cancer. Chris's age was not announced. Rest in peace to Nikki McRibbin. Nikki was third on the first season of American Idol, right behind Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini. Nikki passed away from a brain aneurysm. Nikki McRibbin, or McGibbon, I should say, was 42. Rest in peace to Phil K. Phil K., the K stands for Crocatus, was a famed Melbourne DJ who was part of the duo Low Step and part of the trio The Operators. Phil passed away from bladder cancer. Phil K. was 51. Rest in peace to Brax. Brax, born Braxton Baker, was an up-and-coming rapper and social media influencer whose best-known work was 2017's mixtape Versatility. Brax's cause of death was not announced, but Brax was only 21. Rest in peace to Ken Hensley. Ken was the keyboardist for the band Uriah Heep during their heyday. Ken's cause of death was not announced. Ken Hensley was 75. Rest in peace to King Vaughn. King Von, whose real name was Vaughn Bennett, was an Atlanta rapper who was on Lil Durk's Only the Family Involved mixtapes. King Von was shot and killed, along with two other men, during an altercation outside of a hookah bar. King Von was 26. Rest in peace to Cheryl Tiano. Cheryl was a Hollywood agent who represented music composers such as Brian Tyler and Steve Jablonski. Cheryl was also one of the first people to get video game companies to use film scores in their video games, long before that became the norm. Cheryl passed away from complications from heart surgery. Cheryl Tiano was 59. Rest in peace peace to Bones Hillman. Bones was the basis for the Australian rock band Midnight Oil. The Oils, as longtime fans called them, had their biggest hit in America with the song Beds Are Burning. They also had the hit single Blue Sky Mine. Bones passed away from cancer. Bones Hillman was 62. Rest in peace to Dallas rapper Moe 3. mo 3 was probably most famous for his song with boozy badass called Airbata's Remix. Mo 3 was shot and killed on a freeway in a targeted hit. Mo 3 was 28. Rest in peace to DJ Spinbad. Spinbad was a legendary New York DJ and producer who worked on radio station WHTZ in New York City and was known as the master of the mixtape. Spinbad's cause of death was not announced. DJ Spinbad was 46. Rest in peace to Doug Supernaw. Doug was a country music artist whose biggest hit was the Texas honky-tonk song I Don't Call Him Daddy. Doug passed away from lung and bladder cancer. Doug Supernaw was 60. Rest in peace to Walter C. Miller. Walter was the former director and producer of numerous award shows, including the Grammys, the Tonys, and the Country Music Association Awards. Walter C. Miller was 94. Rest in peace to Bruce Sweetian. Bruce was a Grammy Award winning audio engineer who's worked on many albums, including the three 1980s Michael Jackson Quincy Jones collaborations, Off the Wall, Thriller, and Bad. Rest in peace to Io. I.O., whose real name was Garrett Falls Lockhart, released projects on Mousetrap, Dim Mac, and Armada Records, along with collaborating with artists such as Grimes. I.O.'s cause of death was not announced. I.O. was 30. Rest in peace to Hal Ketchum. Hal was a country music singer whose best-known song was Small Town Saturday Night. He was also a member of the Grand Ole Opry. Hal passed away from complications of dementia. Hal Ketchum was 67. And rest in peace to Leon Chu. Leon was a master cutting engineer who plied his trade at the Music House in London. Leon specialized in drum and bass and jungle dub plates. Leon's cause of death was not announced. Leon Chu was in his mid-40s. And finishing up our tributes, rest in peace to Harold Budd. Harold was an ambient composer pioneer who worked with the Cocktoo Twins and Brian Eno. Harold's cause of death was not announced. Harold Budd was 84. Rest in peace to Pauline Anna Strom. Pauline was a composer of early electronic music back in the 1970s using a Tascam four track recorder along with her synthesizer. She stopped putting out music for a couple of decades, for whatever reason, but recently had a rebirth of sorts when an anthology of her work was released in 2017. It was recently announced that Pauline was going to put out a new album in February. Pauline's Cause of Death was not announced. Pauline Anna Strom was 74. Rest in Peace to Dave Fitzgerald. David was the original guitarist of the group The Telescopes. The Telescopes were a late 80s, early 90s dream pop English band whose hits included Flying and The Perfect Needle. David passed away from cancer. David Fitzgerald was 54. Rest in peace to Ewan McLeod. Ewan was a Scottish DJ and TV star who helped launch Beats 106 radio station. He was also a music correspondent for the Sunday Mail. Ewan's death was sudden and unexpected, although the exact cause was not announced. Ewan McLeod was 48. Rest in peace to K.T. Oslin. K.T. was a big country music artist in the 1980s and 90s. K.T.'s biggest hits included the songs 80s Ladies, Come Next Monday, Didn't expect it to go down this way, and tons more. KT had Parkinson's disease and had caught COVID only a week before she passed away. It is unclear, though, whether COVID contributed to her passing. KT Oslin was 78. Rest in peace to Chad Stewart. Chad was part of the 1960s folk pop duo Chad and Jeremy. They had hits like Yesterday's Gone, "A Summer Long, If I Loved You, and Willow Weep For Me. Chad passed away from non-COVID-related pneumonia. Chad Stewart was 79. Rest in Peace to Leslie West. Leslie was the guitarist in the band Mountain, whose song Mississippi Queen is considered a rock music classic. No Cause of Death was officially announced, however... Leslie had fallen into a coma after having a heart attack last week. Leslie West was 75 years old. Rest in peace to John Ecstasy Fletcher. John was a founding member of the 80s hip-hop group Houdini, who had hits like The Freaks Come Out at Night, Five Minutes of Funk, and Friends. Houdini's songs have been sampled by virtually every hip-hop artist known to mankind. Fletcher was known for always wearing a black Zorro hat. John's cause of death was not announced. John Ecstasy Fletcher was 56. Rest in peace to Ivry Gitlis. Ivry was an acclaimed classical violinist. He also worked to help make classical music more accessible to everyday people by playing with rock groups such as the Rolling Stones. He also played with jazz groups, founded a French music festival, and was the first Israeli musician to play in Russia during the Cold War era, back when Russia was called the Soviet Union. Ivry Gitlis was 98 years old. Rest in Peace to Tony Rice Tony was a bluegrass music great who was quite possibly the most influential acoustic guitar player of the past half century. Tony also won a Grammy Award and was inducted into the International Bluegrass Music Association Hall of Fame. Tony's cause of death was not announced. Tony Rice was 69 years old. Rest in peace to Alton Re- or Alto Reed. Alto was the saxophonist for Bob Seger in the Silver Bullet Band. That's his saxophone that you hear on Bob Seger's songs, Turn the Page and Old Time Rock and Roll. Alto Reed passed away from colon cancer. Alto Reed was 72 years old. Rest in peace to MF Doom. Doom, whose real name was Daniel Demille, was a rapper known for his intricate yet complex style of hip-hop and also for his signature Spartan-styled mask. Doom's death was announced by his wife on New Year's Eve, although it was also announced that he actually passed away two months earlier on Halloween. Doom's cause of death was not announced, however. MF Doom was 49 And rest in peace to David Romano. David was a Broadway tenor who appeared in the Phantom of the Opera. He was also a famous vocal coach whose influence extended to singers Josh Groban and Sarah Brightman. David's cause of death was not announced, although it is known that he was suffering from a heart ailment. David Romano was 69 years old. And that is it for the Music History Today In Memoriam podcast, part two. Thanks for listening. Audio engineering and editing, video editing, writing, narration, catering, basically everything, is done by yours truly. You can find us on our website at cjbtproductions.com, our podcast is on all of your favorite podcast providers, such as Apple Music, Google Podcasts, CastBox, etc., etc. Look for them all under Music History Today when you search for us there. If you would like to support this podcast, our paid OnlyFans can be found at OnlyFans.com backslash Music History Today and our patreon can be found at patreon.com/musichistorytoday. We are also on Twitter at musichistoryday and you can find us on YouTube and Spotify, just search for us under music history today. Thanks for listening.